Good morning, everybody. He's so good to me. Is he good to you? Is it hard to believe? Is it really so hard to believe that he loves you this much? All of us should never take for granted what Jesus does for us every day. He's been so good to me. He's been so good to all of you. And that's a promise that he has. That's a promise that will never go away. And I am so grateful for that promise. Can never repay him. He doesn't want to be repaid. He just wants your love back. Can you give it to him today? Can you give Jesus some love today? I have a question for you. Is there anything that God isn't willing to forgive that you've done? Is there anything that you've done in your life that God isn't willing to forgive? I need to know that answer. Jake Isme says no. Kalia says no. I agree with that. God wants you to find your way to repentance. Here's another question for you. Does everybody deserve... Shouldn't say that. How do I want to word that? Do you wish everybody could feel the love of Jesus? That's my question. Do you wish everybody could feel the love of Jesus on this planet? And if your answer is yes, then we got to talk about hate. If your answer is yes, that you wish everybody on this planet could feel the love of Jesus, then we need to convict ourselves of our hate today. Because I've got it. And Jesus says, you have heard it said that those who kills his brother as a murderer, but I say anybody who has hatred in his heart towards his brother is already guilty of murder. And hate has consumed us so much that I think sometimes we talk and preach about being a Christian, but we have some things to work on in the realm of hate. Now, I understand that everybody in this world has to want his love in order to receive his love, but that wasn't my question. My question was, do you wish everybody could feel the love of Jesus? Not does everybody deserve it. None of us deserve it. Not a single one of us. We have really got to address the hate that lives in our bodies the hate that lives in our minds and in our souls. Because there's a lot of people that it is very, very, very hard not to hate. I titled today's show, It's Hard Not to Hate. Do you agree? Let me read for you the title of this show, and I can promise you this. After today, after this hour is done, you're going to have a lot less hate in your heart. Do you agree? Do you, do you believe that I can, this show and God working through me as the host of this show, do you believe that I can soften your hearts today? Do you believe that I can find some hate that's in your heart that you may not know that you had? Because I believe I can do that today. I believe I can make you feel a lot less hatred and anger towards things today. RJ Cat says, I'm so angry, I want to explode. Good, good, good. Then I'm glad you're here today. 
after seeing what some people on this planet are capable of, in order to obtain money, power, control, and what they'll, what they'll do to get it, boy, it's hard not to hate. When we hear about a poor 11-year-old girl who was brutally raped with nobody there to save her as she probably screamed out loud and then in her head because they probably wouldn't let her scream for help and then they raped her over and over again and murdered her and left her under a bed. It's hard not to hate. When we see a ruling and elite class allowing child sex trafficking and invasions of other people's countries. It's hard not to hate. But I need to tell you something today, and I need you to listen very closely, okay? Hate is reserved for those who are going to hell. Hate is reserved for those who have a one-way ticket to hell. Hell is not a good place. That is why we today, we need to find the hatred that's in our hearts today. I want you to think of people you absolutely think that you hate, whether it's people you know or people in our politics or people in other government, whatever. Because hate's reserved for people going to hell. That can't be you. That can't be me. Let's find a way not to hate today. As we commence this very powerful episode of Rise Up, episode number 173. We need to go to the Lord in prayer right now because I feel a lot of hatred in my heart towards a lot of things. Not just people, but things. They say not to hate the sin, hate the sinner, but hate the sin. That's very hard too, isn't it? And I can feel the tears behind my eyeballs starting to form as I'm being convicted of the very same thing that I'm telling you not to do right now. Because I can promise you this, and I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it again through this show, and I need you to listen very closely. Hate is reserved for those on a one-way trip to hell. How many people do we have in here watching right now? 1193, that's not enough for me to play this thing. I've got something very powerful to play for you, but I can't play this yet. Not until there's more people in here. More people need to hear this. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God, we come to you at the throne of that you dwell on in heaven. Lord Jesus, please hear us. Holy Spirit, please hear us. There is so much hate in this world that it easily covers an entire nation and falls upon those who call themselves children of God. We know that hate is from the devil. The devil knows that there are things that we personally despise so much that he tempts us to hate that thing that we despise. Again, hatred is reserved for those on the way to hell. Lord, we ask that you cleanse our spirits our souls and our hearts and our minds today of hatred. Instead, Lord, please replace that with an insatiable desire for those people to know the gospel. Please replace the hate in our heart and change that into a desire 
to want those people to repent and to want those people to be saved and to want those people to feel the joy and the pay- and the peace that we feel when we talk to you daily. That's what we should want for them. Not death, not destruction, not pain, not torture, but peace. Lord, this is so very incredibly hard for all of us. Please be with us today. Dwell with us today and help us through this show today so that we can locate and destroy our hatred. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. There's enough people in here from now to play something very powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, I... I thought twice about sharing this today because it's that. Put it this way. When I heard this, my mouth dropped to the floor. And it takes a lot to surprise me in this business. When I heard what you're about to hear, my mouth dropped to the floor. Then I bawled my eyes out out of fear for people that I know my friends my family now you know that you are not responsible because you cannot save anybody but we are responsible to spread the gospel but we're not supposed to feel fear towards why they won't What's going to happen to them if they don't? That's hard, though. Ladies and gentlemen. A letter from hell. (sighs) Pay attention. Stop chatting. And listen. A few too many beers. A tragic drive home, a crash, a death, a funeral, a letter. Here is that letter in its entirety. A letter from hell. Dear Zach, I died today. A lot different than I expected. You see, I always thought dying would bring me into a world that's foggy and hazy. But this place is crystal clear. It's even more real than my life on Earth. I can think. I can talk. I can even feel. Right after the wreck, I could feel my spirit leaving my body. It was the weirdest thing, Zach. I thought I heard you screaming out to me, man. I must have been just imagining things. At first, I was just standing in line, getting registered, I guess. They asked me for my name and began to look in this thing they called the Book of Life. I guess they couldn't find it, though because this huge angel standing next to me grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me away. I was terrified. I had no idea what was going on. I asked the angel where he was taking me, but he didn't answer. So I asked him again. Finally, he told me that only those whose names were written in the book of life could enter into heaven and the rest would be condemned to hell forever. Man, I was scared. The angel threw me into some kind of holding cell where I've been sitting and thinking for a long, long time. Do you want to know what I've been thinking about? I've been thinking about you. Zach, you're a Christian. You told me so yourself. I mean, we talked about it three different times today. Kelly brought it up, and you laughed it off. Coach Adams brought it up, and you changed the subject. I mean, it came up right before the wreck. Well, the question I can't get out of my mind is this, Zach. 
Why haven't you ever told me about how to become a Christian? I mean, you say you're my friend, but if you really were, you would have told me about this Jesus and told me how to escape this terrible place that I'm headed for. I can feel my heart pounding in my chest. The angels who have been chosen to cast me into hell are coming down the hallway. I can hear their footsteps. I've heard of this hell, Zach. They call it the lake of fire. I can't stand it, Zach. I'm terrified. No, the angels are at the door. Oh, no. No! They're coming in, and they're pointing at me. They're grabbing me and carrying me out of the room. I can already smell the burning sulfur and brimstone. I can see the edge of the cliff where hell burns. This is it. I am without hope. We're coming closer. 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 My heart is bursting with fear. They're holding me over the flames. I'm down forever. This is it. They have thrown me in. Fire. Pain. Hell. Why, Beth? Why didn't you ever tell me about Jesus? Speechless. <clears throat> I'm going to put this link into the live chat right now. That makes me, t I just put it in the link, the live, I just put it in the live chat uh, right now, the link to that video that I got. I went like this this morning and then I cried. I cried because I took two things from that. Number one, preach the gospel wherever you go. At the end of every show on Live from America, I say, keep your families close, keep a smile on your face, and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. So many people are afraid to talk about Jesus because of what the devil has done to society. And that kid did never get, got to hear the powerful words of Jesus from his friend who's a Christian. And once you or your friend get to that point, there's no turning back. Why do you think God says, get right with Jesus today? There is no tomorrow. They're not going to listen to me. Who cares? They're going to make fun of me. Oh, well. They're going to laugh at me. Oh, well. I might lose my job. Big deal. What's more important? I have so many friends and so many family members that are heading there. And the second thing that I took away from that is that's where we're heading if we have hate in our hearts. You may think you're a child of God. You may love Jesus. You may know Jesus. Jesus may talk to you daily. You may pray before you go to bed. You may attend church every single Sunday you may literally know the joy of being and walking with Jesus, but if you do not let go before it's over of the hate that is in your heart for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, these kind of people, sex traffickers, murderers, liars, cheaters, thieves, that's going to be you. Except instead of crying out to your friends, why didn't you tell me you're going to be crying out to Jesus when Jesus says, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And you're going to go, but I did everything. Not only did I do everything, but I felt you in my heart. I loved you. Doesn't matter. If we don't let it go, if you secretly want punishment rather than protection, 
for these people. If you secretly want them to die and suffer rather than for them to repent and know the joys of Jesus, if that is what we feel towards these people who do these terrible, terrible things, that's us too. So those are the two things that I took away. Now I'm going to spread the gospel even more. Now I'm going to talk about Jesus anywhere that I possibly ever could, even if it doesn't even come up. My son scores a soccer goal tonight in his game. I'm going to say, praise Jesus. Because what if there's somebody who never even heard the name? Who is this Jesus you speak of? You know, if you and me were nailed to a cross, lashed, whipped, spit on, beat, our flesh ripped open by hooks, we would hang on that cross and we would more than likely hate those people who did that to us, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. We can come here every day. We can say, read your Bibles. We can come here every day. We can say, make sure you... Stay in the word. Make sure you spread that gospel. Make sure you tell everybody about the joys of Jesus. But if we ain't doing the hard stuff, if we ain't getting down to the nitty gritty, if we ain't convicting ourselves of the very same thing that's going to put us in that same situation from that boy, then, we're, then, then, then what are we doing here every day? And you want to know the, the, the crazy thing about this is this isn't directed towards any of you. This is directed towards me. This is directed towards me. I know it is because God must be saying, you have hatred in your heart or else I wouldn't be doing this today. I'm putting the uh, link in the, descri- in the uh, live chat again. Somebody asked for it again. There it is. I got a lot of videos to show you today. Is that okay? That letter from hell was powerful, wasn't it? That was powerful. Makes you cry, makes you think, makes you somewhat afraid for those people, doesn't it? Jeremy, what if some somebody does something to your child? What about the hate you have for that person What uh, and want to do harm to them? Well, Annette says, I don't agree that hatred sends you to hell. Depart from your sin and sin no more. If you harbor a sin that you keep doing over and over again, and hatred is one of those, and you won't let it go, and you want to control that so much that you won't give it to Jesus, yes, that'll send you to hell, period. You don't have to agree with it or not. It doesn't matter. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. It's that simple. So, yeah. Now, going back to the what if somebody does something for your, to your child and you want harm on them. I watched a video of a family that was in court. They were in court because it was a trial for an illegal alien who raped and killed their daughter. Their brothers and sisters were in there as well. Yeah, you're right, Linda. I'm talking to myself. You're right. Their brothers and sisters were, her brothers and sister were in there as well. And they got a chance to speak to the defendant. They got a chance to say their words, what they wanted to say. The court allowed it as kind of like a last thing. He was found guilty and he was going to, uh, I don't know if he was going to death penalty or if it was the rest of his life in prison. I can't remember. But what I do remember is the sister 
The sister stood up and she said, I forgive you for what you did to my sister. Now, the criminal was crying at this point. He, I think he was starting to repent and realize what he did wrong. And she went up and she gave him a hug. She asked if the court, if she could do that. The court granted it. She went up and she gave him a hug. So I say this, and I've never had somebody do harm to my child. So I don't like in that, to that extent. So I don't know. I cannot tell you from firsthand knowledge what I would do. But I can tell you this. And I've said it a hundred times. Hating somebody and wanting something bad to happen to them is like eating a poison pill and waiting for them to die. And it's only going to hurt you from the inside out as long as you harbor it. And when I saw that girl hug that man and say, I forgive you and prayed with him while she hugged him and he broke down in tears, that's what I think God would want. That's what I think God would want. No, let me rephrase that. That's what I know God would want. And I'm going to tell you how I know that right after this. Yesterday, Will Johnson was in the field for us in Atlanta, Georgia. Do you remember when we were in Miami and I lost my cool and it took Will Johnson to bring the word of God to me to settle me back down and bring me back on that path? Who would have ever thought that Will could be pulled off that path? Now, I'm not saying that you need to love, like, you know, that you need to, you know, be friends with your enemies, but love your enemies. Exactly right, oh, wretched man. Love your enemies. Yesterday, Will got pulled off that path. He swore. He went after somebody that grabbed him. He was upset and it hurt and it bothered him that he allowed himself to be pulled off that narrow path and I'm on the chat with him and I said Will let's pray let's pray let's pray we prayed and it calmed him down but that's not the important part all right it's important don't get me wrong but that's not even the crazy part if you did not watch yesterday's show prior to that Will was arguing with another man down there who was basically a TDS Trump hater had no idea reason why arguing with this man back and forth and when he and so when he heard Will and Laura and me praying on air for what Will did, not even for the guy that he had an argument, for something that Will did based on a guy that was pushing him or grabbing him. When that man heard Will praying, he came over to Will right after that and grabbed Will by the arm and said, I'm sorry, my brother, I shouldn't have done that to a brother in Christ. I'm sorry, my brother. I didn't mean to. I shouldn't have done that to a brother in Christ. And then they prayed together. You don't think that that man who hated Trump, his eyes were starting to open. He said, look, man, I, he goes, I, I don't really know why I don't like, there's just one thing I didn't like about him. The way he kicked those sisters out of that, out of that rally that one time. That was it. He was convicted and the truth came out of him. And they prayed on TV last night together. Jesus brought them together because Will prayed out loud. So when I heard that letter from hell this morning and, I, and it made me think of, wow, imagine the people that will, will stay in hatred, will stay in anger unless they hear the word of God. And if they can hear the words of God, the words of Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Messiah, it can do, it can work wonders, miracles. It brought two sides together yesterday. Now, I know there were some powerful moments yesterday. I know that LFA TV was able to finally expose Marjorie Taylor Greene for who she actually was. That's what we should be excited about as a network, that we got footage that nobody else would get. We exposed something that nobody else even cares about exposing. But that doesn't matter to me because of what happened with Will. JDN says, do you think Will would have gone to hell in that moment? I do not. No, because Will didn't hate anybody. He just sinned because he got angry and upset and allowed himself to swear and curse a man out. That's what he told me. 
There's nothing about hatred that would have sent Will to hell there. Hatred, I, I, think, I think somebody here is trying to skate by about, you're not going to go to hell if you hate. I'm not talking about, oh, I hate when that happens. Oh, I'm going to hell because I hate when that, I said I hate when that happens. I'm talking about genuine hate. We're not, play, we're not nitpicking here, okay? I'm talking about genuine hate in your heart. You want that person dead and you, and you won't let that go. And you won't give that to Jesus. And you keep that with you because you hate that person so bad. Yes, you will go to hell. Yes, period. I don't care if you agree with that or not. But I also know, like I said, not think, know that God would rather save everybody and have everybody turn to him than want anybody punished for their crimes. I know he would rather have that. So shouldn't we rather want that too? You think God hates the guy who murdered and raped the 11-year-old girl? You think he hates him? No, he doesn't hate him. God can't hate. So if God's incapable of hating, then how are we capable of it if we're made in his image? Well, hatred comes from the devil. So if you are adopting and allowing the devil's hatred to be in you, that's not of God. God says, be of the spirit, not of the flesh. Hatred is the flesh. Yes, you go to hell if you hate somebody, Logan. That's the whole episode. Hatred is the flesh. And I'm going to prove to you right now that God would rather want those people saved and turned to repentance than to go to hell. And if that's what he wants, that's what we should want. Second Peter three nine. Second Peter three nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Now, if you need to know what that means, it means the Lord is not slow concerning his promises. As some count slackness or slowness. But he is long-suffering toward us, meaning he is very patient with us. He's not slow with his promises, but he's very patient with us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So if God doesn't want somebody to go to hell, then we shouldn't want somebody to go to hell, no matter what they did. And if that's the case, then how am I supposed to be able to sit here with you after all the bad things I did? Now, I didn't rape and murder, but I committed enough sin. And if all sin is created equal, I mean, sin is sin, right? This sin gets you to hell. This sin gets you to hell. Without Jesus anyway. And God forgave me. Do I not deserve that forgiveness? Do you all not forgive this? Do you not all, uh, are you not all happy with the forgiveness that God gave you? Grateful and thankful and humbled by the forgiveness that God gives you? Don't you want that for everybody on the planet? I started today's show out. Do you wish everybody felt the joy and the peace of Jesus? Remember that? Do you wish everybody could uh, uh, experience the joy and peace of Jesus? And I asked you, if that question is yes, if you answered yes to that question, then you can't hate anybody. You can't hate anybody. Now, I played a letter from hell, right? I'd also like to play something that explains the love of Jesus out of the mouths of babes. Watch this. This will make you smile. There is a name I love to hear, I love to sing his words. Oh, it sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I love Jesus, oh, how I 
Jesus because he first loved me. There is a name I... That, now that, that is joy in your heart right now. You, that feeling that you're feeling right about here and right about here, that's joy. That is what we want to bring to everybody on this planet. Right? That is what we, that feeling that you feel right now, very different than the feeling that you had when you were watching that video about the letter from hell, huh? Very different. When we were watching the letter from hell video, you felt loneliness, darkness, despair, fear at the highest level. All things from the devil. None of those things are from God. All of those things are from the flesh. You just watch that video of that little girl saying, Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. That brought you the opposite. That brought you heavenly emotion. Spiritual emotion. Do you see the stark difference between the two? Now, the feelings that you felt when we were watching that letter from hell... Those are the feelings that pretty much everybody on this planet has every day, all of their lives. Most people on this planet, most, do not experience the feelings that we felt watching that last video. That joy. Don't you want to bring this to all of these people? I do. I do. Now, another video, very nothing to do with what we were just talking about. But a video, nonetheless, that I think we should watch because I think it's pretty cool. Do you remember when... Now, we're going to play a video from Ray Comfort here in just a minute as well. So, so uh, you know, it's Friday, right? Okay. It, b- by the way, is everybody okay with today's show? Is this a powerful show today? Is this a, is this a show that we're all uh, enjoying uh, today? Because I felt like today's show was like going to be a super powerful show. That letter from hell. And then, you know what I mean? I just felt like today was going to really speak to a lot of people. Uh, let me know in the comment, in the live uh, chat, is this a show that speaks to you today? Are you feeling conviction? Do you have direction from God based on today's show? If so, let me know in the live chat. And uh, thank you very much for doing that. Now. When Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Again, this is very different than the topic today, just a video that I had saved. And he brought the plagues. You know what I never realized? Because I don't really know about Egyptian culture and gods. Who cares about them, right? They're all fake anyway, right? Did you know that the plagues represented the gods that the Egyptians had? And God, our God, Yahweh, the one and only God, how he used the plagues to symbolize how he crushed the gods of Egypt. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. Watch this. Someone has told me that the plagues that God sent in Egypt represented a different Egyptian god. Mm-hmm. Is that true? On many of the plagues, you can, you can clearly recognize that there's a particular Egyptian god that's in the bullseye. The, the Nile god, was that was Hopi, was the Nile god. You know, it's like, I slew your god and he bled out. That's the message of the, of the Nile being turned to blood. At the end of the plague sequence, when you get those three days of darkness, that also is clearly aimed at Amon-Re, the Egyptian sun god. It was a, a ritual slaying of the sun god. The frogs, the Egyptian goddess of fertility was known as Hechet, and she was portrayed as a woman with a frog's head. It's making a, making a laughing stock out of, out of the Egyptian goddess of fertility. Exodus 12, 12, I will uh, place judgments on all the gods of Egypt. So God's not just judging the Egyptians, but he's judging the Egyptian gods. Someone has told me... Whoa! So then you look up the Egyptian gods, and he's right. Those gods that he named are all gods that represent the plagues that were sent by God in a symbolism of, look how I slay your gods like they're nothing and make you give up. Let my people go. (laughs) Never, ever thought of that before. So interesting. And again, I don't know. I mean, it just, who knows if that's real or why God did it, but it, 
Very interesting. No coincidences, right? That was huge. Little G's. That's right. Little gods. Little G's. Um, I got one more here that I wanted to show you before we get into, um, uh, into Ray Comfort. And uh, I want to say viewer, viewer discretion advised in the very beginning of this. Now, I hate to bring cursing and cussing to rise up to the Lord's hour. But we are exposing here as well. And we're all big boys and big girls. Unless there's a child in the room, you're going to hear one swear. But there's a reason why I'm playing this with the swear in it. Watch. Jesus loves you. Why are you so mad at Jesus? I fucking hate Jesus. Why do you hate Jesus? He does not real. He's not real? No, he's not real. Why is he not real? Because he's a fictional character. He's a fictional. You made them up in his head. This is my testimony for how Jesus Christ saved my life. I just wanted to share with you guys what I went through and how I was saved by Jesus Christ. I was in bondage and chains in religion, but Jesus completely set me free. This Jesus healed my son, brought him back to life. He... It was great. Jesus, <laughs> I am the reward for him. He saw me when no one else saw me. He called me son. Son, I did all this for you. What will you do for me? That word son broke my heart. Jesus loves you. When that girl was walking up with her middle fingers up and saying, I effing hate Jesus. He's fictional, blah, blah, blah. Well, A, if he's fictional, then why do you hate him? Do you hate Superman? Do you hate Lex Luthor? Do you hate, I don't know, Thanos? (laughs) If he's a fictional character, A, why do you hate him so bad? And B, if that was Jesus that she was running up on like that, do you think Jesus would do what I would do in Miami and get in her face back and tell her how, you know, ridiculous she sounds? No. Because you know that because of Legion. When Legion ran up to Jesus, he was going to attack Jesus. And he got right to Jesus, and Jesus just, he fell to his knees. Now, I have a feeling that if that girl ran up to Jesus, flipping him off and saying, I and hate you, blah, 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 I have a feeling he'd put his hand on her shoulder and be like, My daughter, I love you. It's okay. I love you. I understand. She would fall to her knees and she'd cry because of his love. That's what I'm trying to get across today. I know that we are all very hard-headed. I get it. But we have got to let go of our hate. And we got to let it go today. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for, Ray Comfort. Roll it with this couple about the afterlife but the moment I mentioned this one word they immediately left watch what happened is there life after death? (laughs) that's a tricky question where do people go when they die? I'm not sure because I'm not a believer in God I did live in a haunted house once so I do believe there is something after death what does that mean a haunted house? the doors were slamming? yes chairs would rock windows would be opened I'm in a house that has windows that open and our rocking chair rocks. What do you mean? No, by themselves, like unexplainably. So you're talking about demons? No, I don't think it was a bad ghost. And not a believer in God? No. I believe there's a higher power. Is there such a thing as a good ghost? Yeah, they're just trapped. There's no such thing as good ghosts. According to the Bible, demons are spiritual beings that are fallen angels who followed Satan or Lucifer in his rebellion against God. The Bible says that they're inherently evil and opposed to the purposes of God. In the New Testament, there are numerous accounts of Jesus casting demons out of individuals whom they possessed or influenced. These demons are depicted as wicked entities that can cause physical or spiritual afflictions. The Apostle Paul refers to demons as principalities and powers, speaking of their hierarchy and their influence. They are described as spiritual forces of evil that operate in the heavenly realms and seek to deceive and oppose the gospel. The Bible also says that they have an awareness of God and of Jesus Christ, saying that even the demons believe and tremble. They just haven't moved on. What's that? Is it people? 
People, yes. There, there were a couple of people who were murdered in my house. People were murdered in your house? Yes. Is that creepy? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a higher power and God? Um, for me, because um, it's tangible. It's something I can see or I can touch. Do you agree with that? Uh, I go strictly by faith, you know. Um, I believe in Jesus. Are you a Christian? I am a Christian. Have you been born again? Yes, I have. You're reading your Bible daily? No, there's some things that I am not doing right now that I should be. Who's this lady? This lady? Yeah. She a woman? Yes. Are you married? No. You're living together? Yes. yes. What do you think God thinks of that? Um, I think it's okay because we sleep in our own beds. We never have sex? Um, Can't say we all do that, but... Yeah. Be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called fornication when you do that, and the Bible says fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God, so we better get this fixed up. Right. Do you believe all this stuff? I don't know about all the windows <laughs> opening and the dragon chairs rocking, um, but I, you know, after someone passes, after my grandmother passed, she sort of came to me in a dream. I felt like she was an angel and came there and helped me, um, kind of got my life back on track. I don't remember what she said, but it was just a feeling she gave me that everything is okay. You don't have to change. Everything will work out. I think I was trying to find myself or something and trying to fix some problems in my soul or something. And, and, and basically, I think I was born with this innate sense of goodness that um, sometimes you get away from as you grow older. And, and you need to just find who you innately are is probably a good thing to be. Have you found it yet? I think you're always searching until you pass. So you don't know who you are? I think you're always searching for who you are at the end of the day. I think you. I sure empathize with what he was saying. It was only when I came to Christ at the age of 22 that I found myself. Until that time, I had no idea why I was alive. It was then that I said with a hymn writer, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. And so I did what I've often done. I highlighted the fact of his lostness so that the words of Jesus would make sense. This time, it backfired. Have you found yourself? Or are you still lost? Yeah, we're always searching. Do you believe what Jesus said? What did Jesus say? He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Did you know that? <laughs> and you're talking about being lost. You don't know who you are. Let me ask you some more questions. <laughs> where did humanity come from? What is our origins? I don't know where humanity came from. It's, it's, uh... What's our purpose for existence? Right. There's parasites on this planet. <laughs> so what's going to happen to you after you die? I, I do not know. So John, you don't know where you come from, you don't know what you're doing here, and you don't know where I'm you're done. going. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Can you handle the heat? No. So you don't want to stay here? No, I think we're going to go for our walk. Oh, that was getting interesting. I was just going to share something really cool. Can, uh, I sh can you give me two minutes, please? Just tell me to be quiet. Yes. Yeah. No, no. The inter it's too much. Like, you don't know where you came from. You don't know who you are. That's not what it is. It is. Oh, just stay and listen to me for a second, okay? Because I've... Gonna I, say, are you going to uh, save my soul? What is going to happen? I was just going to tell you what the Bible says as to why we die. Do you know what the Bible says? Oh, no. I hear what the Bible says. Okay, Does nice you know? to talk to you. You said you believe in a higher power because it's something tangible. Isn't creation tangible enough to show you there's a creator? There's got to be something that's greater than us. So that's God? I don't... So let me see if I can figure out why you don't like it to be God. What's your issues? Tell me. I have, a, there's many. We don't have enough time. Just give me one. Let's see if we can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I got to see it. I don't know. You got to see it to believe. Yeah, it's okay. hard. It's, hard so it's not really issues. You just want a sign from God that he's real. Is that right? Something. Okay. When you look at a building, you know there was a builder because the building's there. That's the sign there was a builder. When you look at a painting, you know there was a painter. The painting is a sign there's a painter. And creation should be enough for you to say, oh, God, it's wonderful. Look at the blueness of the sky. But how can you say you died for instance when we weren't even a twinkle in our parents' eyes? <laughs> Boy, that is a really good point. So let's back up, and then we'll come back to that in a few minutes. Do you know what it means he died for our sins? Yeah, well, he paid the ultimate price. Yeah, yeah. He paid the ultimate price. So let's see if you're sinners, no. we'll come back to the gospel. You think you're a good person? Yeah, I'm a good person. Okay, let's see if you are. I'm going to concentrate on Christine just for a minute. You can just listen in. So let's see if you're a good person. How many lies have you told in your life? Can't even count. It's told on anything in your life? Of course. Use God's name in vain? Absolutely. Had sex outside of marriage? Yep. So, Christine, here's I'm a quick... Sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're not a good person. You're like the rest of us. You've told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterate heart, and fornicator, and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by those Ten Commandments, you're going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Heaven or hell? For some of the things I've done, probably hell. 
That horrifies me. It really does. I mean, you're a rational human being that loves life. You've got a will to live. Something in you says, I don't want to die. Death is just the installment. You've got to face God on Judgment Day, and it's a fearful thing to fall into his hands. Um, this is just like training for what's to come. Well, we better make sure you're trained correctly. As the Bible says, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no blasphemer, no adulterer inherit God's kingdom. So we don't want you to go to hell. Do you know what she needs? Jesus. <laughs> she needs the Savior. You need God's mercy. So here's the gospel. Christine, you and I broke God's law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said, it is finished just before he died. He was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines and someone else pays them, a judge will let you go even though you're guilty. They say there's speeding fines here, but someone's paid them, you can leave. Well, God can take the death sentence off you legally and let you live forever because Jesus paid the fine and his life's blood rose from the dead, defeated death, and all you have to do to find everlasting life according to the Bible is repent of your sins and trust in Jesus as your sin bearer. Can you hear what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. If you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? So you don't hit the ground. Go yeah, because you're scared of hitting the ground and going splat. Christine, that fear is your friend, not your enemy. It's making you put on a parachute. And Christine, I've tried to put the fear of God in you today to make you a little scared because if you face God on Judgment Day, you're going to end up in the lake of fire. That's what the Bible says. And I'm hoping you'll see the fear as your friend, not your enemy, because it'll drive you to God's mercy where you'll find everlasting life. So you're going to think about what we talked about? Yes, of course. Are you going to talk to her about this? Um, we've never really talked too much about it. Well, but you should because... Yeah, we should. And um, and you need to ask her forgiveness for fornicating with her and saying you're a Christian. You need to be sincere in your faith well, and say... Know, even though I'm a Christian, I'm st I still sin every day, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm still swearing. I, I mean, I know I shouldn't, but, you yeah. know, it, it happens. And, uh, you blaspheme in God's name also? I really try not to. I, I you know, are doing I it as a Christian? I, have, I know I have before. Well, listen, let me tell you, the Bible speaks of true and false conversion, and you need to examine yourself, see if you're in the faith. If you saw me, I'm going to jump out of a plane, and my parachute was loose, you'd tell me, wouldn't you? Of course. And I'm telling you, man, your parachute's pretty loose. You need to tighten it up. Get before the Lord and say, God, forgive me for my sins. I trust in Jesus, and I'm going to bring forth the food of righteousness. Sure my lamp is uh, half, yeah. half full. Hey, guys, you've been very patient with me. appreciate it. And you're going to think about what we talked about? I sure will. When are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus? I don't know. No, I can't say when. When are you going to die? I can't say that when either. So there's a sense of urgency because you don't want to die in your sins. Imagine if you're going to die at midnight tonight, aneurysm in your sleep. So please think about why I'm so earnest. It's because I love you and I want to see you in heaven. Make sense? Yes, makes sense. Can I give you a book that I've written? Sure. Always a powerful, powerful uh, video uploaded every week. Uh, before we go, I want to say a quick prayer for Mick Jagger. Uh, and I also want to apologize. Uh, I thought Mick Jagger, sorry about that. I thought Mick Jagger was um, mocking. A lot of people come in to mock. This apparently uh, has real questions. And I'd love to give real answers. But before we do that, Lord and Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that if anybody, Mick Jagger or anybody, is seeking seeking to have a relationship with you or, or know you in any way that you open up their hearts and soften their hearts from the hardening that society has done to it so they're able to see and hear and understand. Uh, if this is someplace they do feel uh, like they can get that knowledge or that they're welcomed uh, by us, uh, then please uh, direct them to come back. And, um, you know, this is, how, this is how we fight our battles. We thank you so very much. Thank you. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live, uh, for Live from America, for Rise Up. Uh, the fight continues here on Live from America uh, with Sean Farish and Ungoverned. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, there's really not a lot of time to take you out with music. I'll have it playing in the background, but I want to thank you all for being here. It is Friday, so the only show you got with me is the 11 o'clock show coming up. It's going to be massively powerful. I finally got in touch with Derek down in Maui. You're never going to believe why he couldn't get a hold of me for two days. We're going to talk about that today. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a great, great morning. Sean Farish is starting now. See you later.